Welcome. Look who's back. I'm back. Back again. <laughs> Jamil's back with his friend, Dina Jones. Dean. Okay, I'm done. How you doing? <laughs> Good. How are you? I'm phenomenal. Fantastic. Love life. Love everything about you and this business and our opportunity to get together every couple of weeks and, you know, talk shop, title. Hang out. Hang out. Well, I've missed you, and I'm sure our audience has missed you. I'm happy to be back. And first, I wanted to say thanks so much to to all of you who watch and tune into Title Talk. I get a tremendous amount of feedback from people that gain so much from this podcast. It's really interesting to me that, you know, this is not something that I haven't seen anybody in the influencer world really get into talking about title, talking about, you know, how you can leverage title companies and how you can work with one. It's one of our most closest partners that you have in business, especially in real estate. Is, Absolutely. Is your title company. And, and, you know, it's interesting to me that you, that we don't hear from title companies. You can know, lenders always have a sponsor. They always do a thing and lenders will talk and they, they'll geek out about rates. Cause they talk about money, yeah, money, and, money you know, talk. But you know, the title companies are the, the unsung heroes. They're the ones in the background that help so many things happen. Like you facilitate the transaction, you lubricate the transaction, you bring the parties together, you, you provide third party eyeballs to the situation. You make sure everything is legally tickety boo. Um, <laughs> you know, you protect people within the deal. And it's an important aspect of that is, 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 is bringing that level of protection and bringing that, uh, you know, the, the, mechanics to the transaction that allow it to flow smoothly because the consummation yeah if somebody wasn't checking title we'd have all kinds of all kinds of liens and lenders that wouldn't have been paid all kinds of people running away with money that they shouldn't be having in their hands because it, somebody needed to a creditor needed to get paid if we didn't have title companies we wouldn't a have a a place to all meet and get together and actually consummate the deal or you know sign closing documents who would check IDs? How would we know who's who? Who would verify Who'd you are the real Jamil? Right? So there's, I mean, there's a tremendous amount of ways to leverage a title company. And one of the things while I was traveling, I went to Montana for a community camp. Shout out to Pace Morby, Jerry Norton for, um, you know, selflessly putting together a community camp where I had the privilege of uh, inviting a handful of my astro flipping community members uh too as well and well we want to hear about it well I, yeah i want to tell you about it because i had the chance to talk on stage alongside with you know brandon turner from bigger pockets shout out brandon turner and a lot of love out to everybody in maui right now brandon included yeah, we're just sending you guys so much love and just uh hearts are hearts are with you guys i, I had my honeymoon and Lahaina actually. And, you know, my wife and I sat under that banyan tree, which I've heard has been destroyed. And so Ugh. I'm just heartbroken. I'm heartbroken with what's going on there, but I just got chills. Yeah. Yeah. I was, emotional. I was, it's really tough. You know, like I was in tears today. I was watching the videos. It was too much. Um, but on a brighter note, I did have an opportunity to talk to Brandon and speak alongside him and Henry Washington. And we were all there, you know, communicating about different subjects and topics. Brandon, he was really, really eloquent and spoke on how do you make your business, your lifestyle and like really taking that 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 view of, you know, because he's a philanthropist. He's a family man. He's a Christian. There's so many. And he's a really, really, really sophisticated investor. And he wanted to mix all that in together so that it wasn't he didn't live a life that was lacking in one area, but strong in another. Mm. Right. And so I found that really important. Henry Washington is one of the most exquisite individuals I know. He's so good. He's such a loving guy. And he spoke on direct to seller, um, which he crushes because he's the only buyer in all of Arkansas. Um, that's not true. But, <laughs> but um, shout out, Henry, if you're watching this. Ha, gotcha. Um, but in addition to that, I got to talk about a really fun topic. And I talked about, I'm going to read you my, the title of my talk. And it was leveraging a title company to, um, to either create or save up to $250,000 this year. Wow. And so I want to talk about that today with our title talk audience. Who wants wanna, to talk about this with us? the ways that you can leverage a title company to, to save or make more money in your business. Yeah. Right? Um, and it just made me so grateful as we were out there in Montana to, to, 
talk about these things because I thought about you every time. And I thought, what a lucky relationship. What a fun thing to have had the opportunity to work with you guys, to be able to produce and create this podcast for all of you guys to listen to and learn from. Um, but then to be able to just strengthen the relationship between our companies and, and our business and yep. how well we are already doing together, but we'll continue to do. And so and grow uh, together yeah. and learn together. Like yes. I get new nuggets every time we do this show. Me too. <laughs> me too. But I want, you know, and as and and the reason why people thank me for it is because they do as well. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say each one and then you and I are gonna talk about it because I think that I don't want to just go through the list. I wanna I wanna bring the list up and I want you to then explain or show or elaborate on how we can unpack that to really squeeze the juice out of you. All right. Well, before we do that, let's make sure that our viewers are sharing this so that their friends mm. also get to hear these nuggets. Absolutely. So if you guys haven't already hit like on the YouTube button there, just give us a little thumbs up. Also, if you are watching us and if you wouldn't mind, it would be really impactful for us if you screenshotted this and shared it in your IG stories or forwarded this and shared this on your Facebook feeds. Uh, just getting the word out for others to understand uh, how cool this show is and how much value and fun we're having providing this information to you guys. So do us a solid and share the information and share this feed so that other people can gain and learn from us as well. That's good karma coming back to you. So love good karma. Let's begin. Okay, by the way, everybody who's watching, this is the first time I'm hearing about uh, Jamil's tips. So this is going to be fun. <laughs> you don't know any of these. I, I didn't share this with her prior. To, I, didn't get a, I didn't get a, hey, watch, you know, tell me. Is, this is no the, filter. Are, no filter. Okay. And here's the deal. If anything that I say is either like a RESPA violation or something that we Some, can't some do. Something that could be state specific yeah, too, state specific right? Because I don't know what he's going to say yet, yeah, guys. She has no clue. <laughs> so, so speak to anything and clean up whatever I say so that we can have a comprehensive list at the end of this. And guys, if you're in Arizona, okay, um, we want to have a conversation with you about doing business together because Fidelity Title is crushing it for me in Arizona. They do such great work. The, the, the officers are phenomenal. The speed, incredible. The communication, like bar none. Like we don't have title problems because we have fidelity. So And your team is crushing it right now, by the way. Crushing it. it. Uh, but yours as well. So so share with us, Dina, how can people get a hold of and work with us in Arizona yeah. at Fidelity? So just email titletalk at fnf.com. Put Arizona in the subject, then I'll know you were investing here and I will connect you with the right resources on the escrow side and also on the marketing side to help you generate more transactions. Beautiful. Um, to the Facebook user who is in the chat right now, come on over to YouTube. Don't be in, don't be alone in Facebook. Come, come and <laughs> network with the folks on my YouTube channel. It's youtube.com slash Jamil Damji. And to the individual that's asking me to comp a deal, I have a challenge coming up in August. It's called Comp Fu Panda, where I'm going to be comping and showing you guys how to comp deals over two days where there, there ain't, I ain't selling you nothing. I ain't showing, I'm, I'm just going to be using the, the comping software I use. And we're going to be just comping houses for two dang days. And we're going to go market to market, deal by deal, and have a great time. So save it for the challenge. Comp Fu Comp Fu, like Kung Fu? Man. That sounds fun. It is kind of fun. It's super fun. Okay, so number one. Okay. The first way to leverage a title company to generate more money is to ask for connections for JV opportunities. So... I know that title companies have incredible relationships with other acquisition wholesalers and wholesale companies that are doing a tremendous amount of business. My ask when I come into a title company to do, to do deals and do business with is say, I'm looking to grow my network. I'm looking to grow the people that I transact with and do business with. Would you mind introducing me to four or five acquisition wholesalers that you trust and love in this market that I could get to know, uh, potentially take out for coffee or potentially do business with? Dina. Anything in there that creates any anxiety for you or uh, you find problematic? <laughs> so in our world, you say the word JV, right? On the title side and people Why think, talking about JV people think joint venture I'm about, title. I'm talking about so, multiple assignment deals. Yes, yes, like, yes. You know, you know, the deals were co-wholesale deals. Yes. Yeah. So, so, but in the investor space, it is absolutely a JV, which you're joint venturing to make money together on, on a deal. And Correct. I think one of the most valuable things that we do offer is access to our network, right? right? If you know the kind of person that you want to meet, it's 
awesome to be able to connect you with those folks and put the people in the rooms together to do more deals. I mean, that benefits everyone. Would a title company have a problem introducing you to people that they do business with? I don't know why they would. Okay. And that's pretty, that's a routine thing for, for people to do, right? So, so guys write this list down. Um, because it's really important that when you're interviewing a title company to do business with, that you find out how much are they willing to work with you? Like at what level will they leverage and what level will they come to the table to be value add to you? Because again, you're going to bring business to them and, and they should be, be bringing business to you as well. So this is a great way for you guys to scratch each other's backs, right? Because remember, we're primates still and we like scratchy, scratchy. Yeah, scratchy, scratchy. So So I like permission-based introductions, right? So, and you have been a product of this many times where I've asked you, hey, by the way, I've got somebody who's looking for a connection in this space. Would I have permission to connect you directly? Right. Um, And and that's kind of how I operate. I don't like to just send blind. I don't want to say, here's my list of my top people, right? Like that doesn't make any sense to me because that's going to feel like I'm not setting the relationship up for success. And that is super, super important. Um, but permission-based, let's put people in the right room. If we understand who you're trying to meet, um, and who you want to network with, it's going to help get more deals done. We're all about it. Beautiful. Number one, check. Okay. So having the title company open their Rolodex to you for JV opportunities to do co-wholesale deals is something that they will do on a permission basis. But if you ask for it, they will deliver it. So make sure you put that on your list of, of uh, asks when you're working with a title company. Number two, um, investor discounts. Okay, they save a tremendous amount of money when you're doing a deal. I always get investor rates when I'm working with Fidelity, and or and I know this is going to make the you know the 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 hair on on the, you know your head stand up a little bit, and or potential JV opportunities with your title company. And why I say it's going to make her, the hair on her head stand up a little bit because in at Fidelity Title <laughs> they don't do JVs the way that other title companies might. I have a, I used to have a JV with a title company in Arizona, and guys, I folded it actually folded my JV where I was a 50, 51, 49% partner with my title company. And I was bringing in a good chunk of money every single month with all the headaches, with all very little service. It was, it was actually a terrible situation for me. And I just said, you know what? I'm going to make way more money, get way better service. And I'm going to save money on my rates because you guys are going to give me phenomenal discounts. You're going to introduce me to incredible people. I'm going to have literally every every soldier of fidelity title at my at my disposal when and if i need them and you guys are the biggest in the country this little jv check that i'm getting from these guys does not compare to the value that i get from the discounts relationships and opportunities that fidelity title provides me so uh, that's why i decided to forego and trade the jv relationship for just the service relationship, right? So speak to that. Well, I loved our call. You know, when I remember when I called you that day and I was like, I just want to say thank you because I'm so glad you're coming back home. (laughs) True story. I was with Fidelity for a long time. Yeah, and I was just, I just wanted to say thank you. Thank you for coming back home. And that means so much that you trust us and that you are ready to come back. And what is it? And you said, I need to be able to sleep at night. Yep. And I don't feel good about what I'm doing over in this title company. No, because arena. people were getting gouged. People were getting price gouged. And for those that are asking, what's a JV? Um, a JV is when you become the business partner of the title company. So you guys open an LLC together. You office out of their, like you guys share office, you share resources, you share the escrow, you share, supposed to share like, you know, costs like recording fees and paper and all the, all, like you, all of a sudden you're paying for pens. All of a sudden, you're paying for the little York peppermint patties that they give away at the front desk. Like now you're in a P, now you're part of the PL, right? Which is pretty exciting when you are like me and you do a bunch of deals and you can bring home a lot of money from those things. So I looked at it and, you know, we had some pretty great checks. We had some really great checks, but not one of them came without a tremendous amount of heartburn, a tremendous amount of, of service problems people angry that the title costs were so high that there were that they were being charged for multiple assignments on a HUD that our buyer ended up having to pay because there was two people assigning the deal 
like $600 in additional fees on a, on a HUD because of that never happens at Fidelity Title. You guys don't nickel and dime anybody because you guys are the nickels and the dimes. You guys well, are everything the money. is also on there and it's spelled out. There's nothing that's hidden. Right. Like you won't find hidden junk fees yes. on any of our settlement statements. Right. So, so I hope that explained what a JV is to anybody that wondered what a JV is. It's when you are in business with the title company. I consider myself in business with Fidelity, but I'm in business with Fidelity as a customer. And it's like, it's so good to like be a customer because like, you know, when you go to a place and you go to a nice fancy restaurant and you get treated like a client, you get treated like a customer. I still get that from Fidelity, but I still get my back scratched. I still get so much opportunity. I still get so much, so many discounts. I get so many, so many ways to earn and, and, and save with my title company that it's like, Guys, this is a no-brainer. It's a no-brainer to create this form of synergy with your title company. So um, number two, again, guys, uh, discount, investor rate discounts. Make sure if you are operating as an LLC uh, and you are a real estate professional that's in the business of doing real estate full-time, that you talk to your title company, explain to them that that's what you are and that you would like what they call the preferred investor rate. And you will get that preferred investor rate, but you have to ask for it. It's just not going so to automatically be given to Yeah, and here's why, guys. So we actually have to have documentation in our files to be able to prove when our files get audited that this is an investor file, right? So we can't just automatically know if somebody's a investor right. okay. because they could be an investor that's buying a primary and that's not necessarily going to apply but here you know in arizona we do offer discounts for investors on both the title and the escrow fee which are substantial um those are filed rates everything is on the up and up there's we can get you quotes on anything that you'd like to so if you guys are doing deals here and you want us to give you a quote on something like that just email title talk at fnf.com incredible yeah number three marketing lists and data and information on what lists are performing the best. So what you guys don't understand is that the title company that you work with, they are marketers too. They want to find out who are the, who's who in the zoo, who are the biggest investors, who are the biggest fix and flip buyers, what are their phone numbers, what are their LLC names, uh, who are the, what are the kinds of properties that our investors are looking for and what kind of lists would they like to have. And so, Fidelity, for instance, they've got access to a lot of data and a lot of lists. And I can reach out to Dina and say, hey, can you send me a list? In fact, I still get a list from Dina's original uh, marketing. I get a list of expired listings sent to me every single day in my email address, in my email inbox. Expired listings. These are, these are expires that happened yesterday. So if I'm a creative finance investor and I want to talk to somebody about a potential sub two, if I'm a wholesaler and I want to call somebody and say, hey, I just saw that your agent and you had an expired listing. Well, I'm not a real estate agent, but I'm a buyer and I'd love to give you a cash offer and work directly with you if you'd be interested in hearing from me about it. Well, that's a conversation you should be having with people who just had an expired listing the day prior. So you can get this. You can you can get this from your title company by asking for it. Right. And, and they'll provide it to you free of charge. Is there anything that I'm missing there, Dina, or is there any piece you'd like to add on top of that? Yeah. So I, I would say, you know, when it comes to data, you know, data is everything, no matter what strategy you are using as an investor, if you're going direct to seller, if you're more on the dispo side, like whatever piece of the business that you are working on, uh, we definitely have data resources that can help complement your strategy. So typically what I recommend is a consultation, right? So I'll jump on a Zoom with somebody and kind of figure out, okay, how are they generating their business? What does that look like? Where is their business coming from? What can they actually leverage that we have access to that they will implement that's going to help them generate more deals. So for example, if somebody just says, I'm a beast on the phone, I'm not going to give them a list of absentee owners to go door knock. Right. Because you know these guys are door <laughs> They're knockers. not going to do phoners. this. <laughs> They're callers. Right. Right. But it's also about like figuring out different strategies around that, different scripts around that. So we are always in conversations with people to figure out what's performing for you. I know I was just on a, um, a, a Zoom with you not too long ago when you were talking about empty nesters. Right being a really great target for lead list. So um, I would say it varies by market. So there are some legalities on, you know, what 
can be provided in certain states, but the title company is still going to be able to give you recommendations for the resources, even if they're not the ones that are providing the data themselves due to the legal stuff. Okay, so certain areas, certain markets, they can provide lead lists and numbers and all the things in other markets or in other situations, they can give you the best resource available. Exactly. So that, and maybe even preferred pricing if they know somebody at that company. So, so again, marketing, leveraging the title company for assistance in your marketing. Look, if it saves you 500 a month, incredible. If it saves you a thousand a month, oh my goodness, right? Like how flipping cool is that, that you can actually just get a resource from your title company simply because you asked for it simply because you said, I'm looking for this data. Would you happen to have this data on hand? Well, it just so happens that I have it in my purse. Hold on one second and let me get it to you. Like that's what, if you ever know Dina, she walks around with lists and candy bars. No, she does not candy bars. <laughs> Look, I don't know about the candy bar I thing. Walk candy bars. <laughs> I wish last you were walking I, around with lists, but I do walk around with candy at bars. At tennis, they were handing out Dum Dum lollipops last night. I love Dum so. Dum. <laughs> That was the reason I was with Wells Fargo for a long time was I was like, every time I come in, I put my money in there and I get a dum-dum. But then I realized that subconsciously Wells Fargo was calling me a dum-dum. <laughs> Number four, <clears throat> the legal department and free legal advice and potential documents and contracts. So there was somebody that was just asking in the chat, hey, does can a title company give you some documents? They can absolutely uh, either give you a document if they have them available, or they can show you where you could get that document fairly easily. I've actually had there was there was a there was a time when, and I don't know how okay this was. I hope it's okay, but I didn't have. <laughs> We're an about to find out <laughs> for my for my little LLC that I was wholesaling in, and an operating agreement was necessary in order for the title for the deal to close. So the Fidelity Title Escrow Officer, guess what she did? She made it. She helped me. Was that okay? I don't know. It had, I mean, you're you're okay, right? You felt okay. good about it. It was, it was I very mean, I, simple, but I, it was what it was what was needed. It was what was needed to get the deal done. So she just did the work for me. Well, and after the fact, I'm sure you did consult an attorney to make sure yeah, using yeah. that after going forward fact, was all good. Fact, was, <laughs> after the fact, I did, but but again, I got a lot of help. Right? Yeah. Like it was it was an incredible incredible resource for me to be able to have access to and 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 you know, at the end of the day even just having them be able to look over my comp, my, my contracts, right? Because again, let's just say I don't get the contract from the title company, but I want the title company to look it over to see, is there anything in here that I think that you think is going to cause me problems like a unilateral cancellation clause instead of a mutual cancellation clause yep. or a non-assignability clause versus an assignability clause, right? These or are things, assignment earnest money. Right. You want to know this. You want to understand what does the contract actually say? Like what are the mechanics so that you're not going to get stuck in a situation where your EMD gets burnt or you, you end up in a deal you don't want because of some other thing that you agreed to like, Hey, I'll, I'll close on this thing. Even if there's an encumbrance on title, I once signed a contract where I didn't read it properly. And they said that they weren't required to provide me clear title. And that if I didn't close, even if I didn't get clear title, that my earnest money was at stake. I rushed Ooh. through and I signed the assignment. I deposited the EMD. Then there was a huge lien on title. And then they showed me the assignment that said that I signed that that had a clause in it that said that I would be okay with taking the property subject to an encumbrance. And so you know, it was a big lesson for me. I lost $5,000. I lost a relationship in that because I, if I had known, I would have just said, no, thank you. This kind of deal is not for me. I don't want to deal with title issues. And so, you know, that was a real eye opener for me that if I had, had my title company or if I had worked with my title company prior to it and I said, hey, look at this contract and tell me where I'm going to step in doo-doo, I, I, I could have got the help. And that's the reason why these title companies have these pretty high paid attorneys on staff. How many attorneys do you think are on staff at Fidelity here in Arizona? I don't see any comments on this one. And that's pretty know? that's pretty good because I don't I don't even know. You don't know. I don't even know. You have lots though. Oh, we have lots. Yeah. 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 So some one fun thing to add on that. So a lot of the folks in the Astra community that have been reaching out to me have been saying, hey, I'm doing deals in multiple markets, multiple states. So when it comes to the contract, I would highly suggest that when you're going to be doing business in a new market for the first time, send them your contract, you know, send the title company your contract, ask them if there's anything in there that they feel uncomfortable with, um, because it is going to vary per market. And 
that's happened to me a few times lately. People are venturing into Arizona and they want to know, are we comfortable with the contract they've got, you know, in Michigan or in Florida? And uh, so I would just highly suggest that when you guys are entering new markets that you you share your contract and, and see what advice they've got for you. Love it. Love it. Oh, somebody said your pearls are amazing. Oh, thank you. Um, all right. So that was number four. Number five. I feel like number four and number five were together um, because I have number four as the legal department and number five as as documents. And for those of you guys watching, by the way, he's reading this list yeah, and I'm phone. hearing it for, for the, the first, first time. time. <laughs> so number five, contracts and documents and, and particular. So I also had another um, situation where I was going to be the lender on a deal. And, and my title officer created my deed of trust for me, which is pretty normal. Yeah. So guys, if you ever want to do uh, like a loan, I, I do, I do hard money loans, private money loans, second position loans, gator loans, whatever those are, your title company, if you're working with a good one, will create the deed of trust. That's the security that's going to hold or that's going to be recorded against the title to secure your money. Right. So you don't got to go and pay an attorney $10,000 or $25,000 to create your deed of trust. No, they're going to write it for you. So you're going to write it. They're going to secure you. They're going to record that that deed of trust against the property and it's going to secure your money there. Right. So that was a really eye opening thing that I didn't realize that a title company would do for me. And that you guys were asking me, OK, what's the loan term? Da, 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 just so many. They were getting all the details. They essentially wrote a mortgage essentially wrote a mortgage like i mean a deed of trust is essentially what that is right well, and if you think about it it's like the, all the terms have been negotiated there's no surprises there no it's surprises. just putting it in writing exactly. the same thing happens to us a lot of times where somebody will come to us uh that's a seller or that's a buyer and it's a fisbo situation you know they've agreed to the terms there's no real estate agents involved so there's no arizona just contract right but we can follow the instructions and and create the paperwork that's necessary for them as long as they understand there's no representation in the deal love it number six so guys i just wanted to say that number one connections um to other jvs or investors what we've calculated at at my office that that's been potentially worth to us is anywhere from 20 to fifty thousand dollars a month I'm not going to say that that's going to be your case because you might not do the volume I do, but let's take, divide that by 10. Let's just say that you can do an extra deal a month that gets you anywhere from two to $5,000. So worth it. Number two, when I talked about discounts and, and potential, potential JVs, if that's where you go, well, we save on, we save anywhere between 10 to $30,000 a month in discounts because if you took investor rates versus retail rates, we save a tremendous amount of money. So that's a huge discount for us. Marketing lists and data, you could save anywhere from five to $10,000 a month. Legal fees, $5,000 a month. Contracts and documents, another $5,000 a month. Okay, number six, credibility. When I need to show a seller that I'm credible, that I do business, but they don't wanna hear it from me. They wanna hear it from somebody that's a vendor of mine that I work with that can provide you know, uh, at least an understanding to the seller that I'm somebody that is viable, right? This happens All every day, actually. So what happens a lot of times if you guys are going seller direct is, is the seller still nervous, right? Like they might have agreed to the purchase price. They might have, they might need to get out of their house for whatever situation, but they are still nervous. Um, so they call and they ask us for credibility. They want to know, are we closing deals actively with this investor? Is this person legitimate? Um, oftentimes, actually, in addition to this, other investors will ask us if this investor is somebody good to do business with. Right. So investor to investor. For JV deals. For, yeah. I mean, sometimes if somebody's like only done a couple of deals with us it gets a little bit more challenging but it but happens say, we hey, could be honest a couple of deals but they did well and they, and and they, they closed close so that gives somebody a you know comfortability right so that's 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 awesome it's the same thing that happens if you know somebody cancels 90 percent of their contracts and they call us for the verification on that right like yeah, that's you're gonna dig them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. which again that's why I just you know do what you say and say what you do yeah right be real number Seven. This one is actually one that I leverage all the time. Okay. And that is sponsorships or locations for meetups. 
Okay, so you guys don't understand this, but your title company, they want meetups. They want to know people. They want to get in front of more investors. They want to they create opportunities and buzz and, and, and fun environments for people to get together and share best practices and share resources and information. And typically at these events or at these things, you will need to feed people. You need to give people refreshments because they get hot, tired and hungry because we're humans and we're animals. And so... <laughs> And so a piece of that is like, hey, what do we feed these fools? Where do we put this thing? I don't got five grand to go rent a, you know, a beautiful space to, to put this. And I, I don't got another $5,000 to buy chicken or whatever else. And I don't want to, you know, feed these guys or, or provide beer or wine or whatever. The title company will do that. They well, will and oftentimes, too, it's like we can get other people involved to help sponsor as well. So we have our, you know, favorite folks when it comes to home warranty and insurance and all of the other businesses that all benefit when we close deals together, right? So we can put together a tribe with you that makes sense for whatever you're trying to do. And I mean, can you speak to like, what would, like, let's just say like you got Fidelity, home warranty, um, what's another vendor? Lenders. Lender. Yeah. And one more. A real estate agent, Ins brokerage. Real estate brokerage, okay. insurance. So what would typically, what would each of them be willing to to put into a sponsorship for an event? It depends on the exposure that they're getting. But I think roughly, you know, 250 to 500, depending on their, their business, is right. kind of what we're seeing in our market right now. Um, and then with that, they also get access to everybody who registered. Right. Sometimes they get to get up and speak or they get a sponsorship table. Um, they get marketing rights can, for you photos. You get more money for like a table. Like, hey, mm -hmm. if you, you maybe you pay 250 and like we just say your name, you pay 500 and you get a table, you pay a thousand and you will let you speak. Right. And so, like, they're like, great. There's, there's tiers of exposure, there's tiers of opportunity for them. And then that's what you get to, to, to get as reimbursement from the title company. So, guys, like, if you were like, man, I want to do a meetup, but I just don't have the, the budget, dude, stop it. You don't need the budget. You don't even need the location. You just need to have the desire to do it. Talk to your title company, partner with them so that they understand what you're trying to accomplish and then put the meetup on and watch what magic happens. We do a meetup here in Phoenix, Arizona, and we can get upwards of two, 300 people at this thing, right? And, and energy is the electric. Energy is phenomenal. The energy is phenomenal. And, and I, my favorite food is Cane's chicken. And so guess what we eat? Cane's chicken. Because I don't care about anybody else. Just what I <laughs> want to eat. So that's what we <laughs> I think Canes could sponsor. They could. They could actually be a sponsor. So in addition to what he's saying on that front, I also think that your title company has access to other meetups that other people are already hosting, right? right. So like every month I put out something on my social media that's like, here's where I'm going to be. And here's all the investor meetups that are happening around you. Guys, pay attention to that stuff. Ask them where they're going to be. Okay, there you go. Number eight. Uh-oh, okay. what's next? <laughs> well, I think, I, think, I think this one is like really important to highlight because it's something that you guys, like this is a part of your active business, but the peace of mind to know that your position in the deal is actually secured. That you that when you when you do good title work when they are when they have responsible smart human beings that are reading the title report that are that are making sure that the the items that are insured over are are cool that the chain of title prior to you being in the deal is clear and 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 unencumbered and and doesn't have any stickiness to it that's going to come back to haunt you. I mean, honestly, when you're putting in the kind of money that you need to put in and getting the kind of loans that you need to get when you do these types of deals. You need to sleep at night. And the only way to sleep at night is to know that you've worked with a title company that understands the business and that has protected you with the correct type of, of insurance in the deal. And honestly, like it's only come back to haunt me a couple of times, but each of the times that that a title uh, that a deal has gone bad, Fidelity stepped up to the plate. Every time there was a situation, they step up and they help, they fix it, they solve it. Right. And that doesn't mean they just write the check. No, that means that they go to bat. They come in, they work through the problem, and they fix it. They solve the problem. And it's like, okay, I don't got to deal with this. It's not my situation. It's my title company. They're coming in. They're going to deal with the situation. I don't even have to worry about it at nighttime because I know it's going to be okay. So that peace of mind is actually really valuable. So we're talking ghost stories. And when you were gone and Rahimo was hanging out with me, 
We learned she was a Ghostbuster. Did you know that? She has been. She's busted ghosts before. She's for sure. been a Ghostbuster. Yeah. She's she Rahima has seen more than I have ever seen when it comes to like how bad a house can be. Like, no doubt. That woman is I like I I, I say this and I say this in jest. Please don't cancel me. But I but I <laughs> but when I say this, I mean it. it's like if I was half the man my sister was, I'd be president. That's a mic drop. Right? Yeah. Or is that a ghost? <laughs> I don't know. Um, I think we got more. We got two more viewers. So I think yeah. we're okay. okay we're Nobody's right. canceling. Right, no Nobody's canceling. canceling. Number nine. Guys, you know, this podcast that you're watching right now is sponsored by a title company, meaning that I actually get help to pay for the production costs of this podcast. They, they, because it, it's helpful. It, it's providing exposure. It's providing value. Do you, and you guys understand that when we do this, she gets business. I get business. We get business. We do more. You're watching me. You're also learning from us. And then that means that maybe you'll join Astro Flipping. Maybe you'll do business with some of the hundred people that are in the chat right now that you could leverage and do deals with. But that this is actually helping offset the production costs of putting this on like are you kidding me? What a beautiful situation. And y'all don't even know that you could do that. And we're having fun. And we're having a good time. And I'm literally getting reimbursed to make content, which helps me. What is happening out here? Life is so cool, right? Like this, this is the, I think one of the coolest things. I imagine you got, you got somebody in your town that's like, man, I love this title rep. I think I could do a great show with them. What's it going to cost me to put on a cool show? I need production, lights. I need a videographer. I need, you know, I, there's expense. There's, there's a lot to there's it. There's a lot to it, right? But if you can provide and show the value to the customer, to, to, to the title company and say, guys, I really think I could, I could help drive business for all of us if we do this, they'll take a, they'll take a chance on you. They'll take a chance on you and they'll do it. They'll say, okay, let's go. Let's get this done. Let's create something that's awesome. And I feel like Title Talk, Title Talk is one of my favorite shows that we do. Oh, for sure. And and I, I still can't believe I still can't believe that 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 I get to be here and that and that I don't even have to pay this full Bobby to be here right now. You are. Well, you know what's so funny? So for those of you guys who didn't hear the beginning story, so Jamil sent me a text from the emergency room. Yes. The hospital yes. recovery. I don't know if it was when you were going in I or when you like, were coming out I of was, surgery. It was after where I had this brain, I had this brainchild idea. <laughs> I was like, I need to work more with Dina and we need to do a podcast. And I'm like, does anybody think title is sexy in a podcast format? Right. I was very Skeptical. hesitant. Of course, I'm sure that, I'm sure <laughs> your people were hesitant about it too. But you know what? You guys are telling us you think title is sexy and you like the content. So thank you. It's incredible. And I'm, I'm truly, truly grateful for it. I'm truly grateful for the partnership with Fidelity and the, and the ability to do this, to be able to be able to reach an audience, to talk to you guys about, you know, the importance of having these relationships and leveraging the relationships and doing good business to each other with each other and loving on each other to make sure that you guys grow in a synergistic way. You can't beat it. Right. And so, again, there's a massive value to that. I can't even put a dollar value on what this show provides me or provides you or provides Fidelity or provides Keegley, because I think that that's priceless. Absolutely. So, totally so agree. Think of that. Right. So so this is another one of those priceless things. Credibility piece is priceless. This piece is priceless. But now I want to get to number 10. OK, thank you, JG. Title is sexy. It is sexy. <laughs> it's very sexy. Um. For all of you new wholesalers and new creative finance investors and, and people that are getting involved in complicated deal structures, right? I want to tell you guys a story about one of my best friends, Pace Morby. He is known across the entire country, even in outside the country, as the creative finance guy. And he will always give credit to the person who taught him how to do so much of his work to an escrow officer named Eileen Brown. Now she's not with Fidelity Title, but Fidelity Title loves Eileen Brown. Everybody loves Eileen Brown. In, in Arizona, we all love Eileen. I love Eileen. She's with a different company, but it's, she's still a cool woman. And I'll tell you what she did. 
she taught that man a lot. She taught him about structure. She taught him about how to do rap. She taught him about how to do, you know, the, the appropriate types of sub twos. So guys, when you go into your title company and you leverage the wisdom, the experience of the escrow officer, don't look at the gray hairs or don't look at the, the, you know, the, the, the wrinkles or whatever and say, oh, this person doesn't understand. No, this person has done so many deals. This person has seen so many structures, so much creativity that if you sat down with a bottle of whiskey and your escrow officer and you said, <laughs> walk me through the most creative ways people have made money in your office, you would walk out with knowledge that would absolutely blow your mind. All right. Now we create like that conversation with Pace and Eileen created the sub two God, right? Where do you fit in that conversation? What is it that you could learn from somebody of great wisdom and skill of how to create and monetize deal structure in a way that just blows your competitors out of the water? And this is something that you can't get from somebody that hasn't been in the business for 20, 30, 40 years. Mm -hmm. And guess what escrow officers tend to be? Lifers. They are in the business. <laughs> they don't love, they don't like leaving it. I, you know, I, they love it. Here, they it's love like it. they get addicted, addicted to it. it they're addicted to mm -hmm. it they, I, because they look, they even get to see how much money wholesalers make and all the things and they never leave. I've never yet met an escrow officer who says, you know what? I'm tired of this. I'm going to be a wholesaler. Never. No, I've never had that happen either. Never. No. They're always like so happy with their, they're always happy to be in the situation and in the position they're in. So I say this to say, go and seek wisdom from the title company or the officer that you're working with. Ask, hey, are you open to having the coffee with me? Can I just pick your brain and learn from you about some of the creative things that you've been able to do in your office and in your business here that, that could be like, cool ways for me to monetize and do different styles of deals like ask them how have you how have you dealt with or seen low equity deals dealt with how have you seen you know complex title situations deal dealt with what's one of the best ways for me to buy a tax lien and 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 actually be able to take that from buying the lien to closing the deal like guys you won't you can't pay a guru to teach you this i ain't gonna sit down and talk to you about title I'm not, but she might, or one of her escrow officers. One of my escrow officers might. <laughs> right. So, so I say this to explain to you guys that you're not leveraging the people that you're working with, the vendors that you're already in business with enough. When I sat down and I wrote this speech, I realized just how grateful I am for my relationship with Fidelity and everything that they've been able to bring to my life and bring to my business. And when I walk through and I see the couple hundred families that are fed by the people at Kegley, it literally warms me up to know that, that not only is it just us in that office, but there's all these other families at Fidelity that are going through. And, and, and Stephen just had a baby. Speaking baby, of, yeah. you know, yeah. new families. Right. Shout out to Steven for having this new baby. Yes, shout out Steven. So, so these are the things that I think are really exciting. And this is what I, I feel is really important to share this information with everybody who got to you know tune into these, these 10 ways that I've been able to really expand and leverage my relationship with my title company to you know make at minimum an extra or save an extra $250,000 this year. Guys, what did you think about that list? If you guys got any value from that list, just put it in the chat. Let us know that you thought it was cool. I don't know. Give us a thumbs up in the chat or whatever. But Dina, let me ask you, what did you think of that list? And, and would that be something that we should we should we should take on the road and share? I think it's a road show. Yeah. You know, there's one other thing I might we might have a number 11. What is it? The insurability factor. Yes. So oftentimes, you know, you're in a situation where you now own an asset, something happened along the way that didn't go right. Right. But Fidelity stepped up and paid that claim. Of course. Not every title company can pay those claims. I'm just going to be real candid with you about that. Um, there's a lot of title companies out there. And there they are. They broke. <laughs> they don't all. They broke. <laughs> the means. She says they're broke. <laughs> To pay claims. They broke. <laughs> dusty. And claims happen every day. You look in the bank account, it's dusty. It's dusty. It's like wah, wah, wah. Right? So you don't want to do it. You, yeah. you want to be in business with a company like that. They charged you 
for the title insurance, but they don't have the money to pay the claim. That's not a good a situation. Come or on. they don't have the money oh, to pay the Ponzi 101. Or maybe they don't have the money to pay the assignment fee or the real estate commissions or other things because checks bounce. That is sketchy shit. It's a reality. Excuse my language. I know there's children watching. Um, <laughs> but but yes, it's sketchy and it's terrible. And this is this is the reason why you guys need to work with a highly capitalized title company. And I, when I say highly capitalized, I mean they're the richest. They're well, the we, richest it, in the entire business because you guys do the best work. You've been around the longest. You have the most offices. You have the most uh, tenured staff. You have the, the most, most claims talent. reserved in the, the business. Most claims reserved in the business. I mean, you guys literally are the gold standard for title companies. I wouldn't even want to open a title company right now and be in, in competition with Fidelity because it's like it's like trying to open a disposition company and, and compete against me. <laughs> Where's the little panda? I see the little panda. <laughs> just saying. So, so let's, Bobby, let's get into some questions here because there's been a ton in the there's chat. There's been a ton of comments, guys. We're so happy that you're here. We love your comments. We love your feedback. And uh, what up, I liked your list, dude. I liked your list. That was a good list. Yeah, right? yeah. Um, you know, it was thoughtful, and I and I really like had to sit down and and open that up and 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 it, and again, one of those things, right? Like, what are you grateful for today? Mm. And as I was writing that list, it really made me grateful for fidelity. It made me grateful for you. Um, and I, and I, and I, uh, you, I, I think you could feel it in the, oh, for, in, in the energy yeah, of what it was there. It's absolutely. Like it's true, right? Uh, but Jacob Simpson, uh, incredible astral flipping community member asked, can someone, can some states be mutual release only even if you have a unilateral release sign? Title is refusing to release saying that I have to go through an interpleader. interpleader because buyer's attorney is involved. What are your thoughts? On what that? what market are you in, Jacob? He's in the DMV. Where? Uh, um, he's either in D.C., Maryland, or Virginia. Attorney states, totally not my cup mm. of tea. So I don't know the answer to that question. Sorry, Jacob. Yeah, the attorney states are a little bit of they're a, a little red bit hand, right? yeah they're a little bit Different. hairy because then you're working with attorneys. <laughs> and you know and what's the, what's the favorite answer of an attorney that depends <laughs> oh it depends oh you know what that depends <laughs> yeah it's like um depends aren't aren't those like diapers yes, for diapers for old grandparents yes. um but if you're not in an, an attorney state so if you're sorry in a, jacob <clears throat> yeah but if you're not in an attorney state then could a mutual cancellation clause be overridden by I don't know the needing to do a unilateral. If you have a mutual release. cancellation clause, it's a mutual cancellation yeah, clause. Yeah. So, I, but Jacob, I think even though the attorney's involved, if you have if you have language in the contract that says that you have the right to unilaterally cancel, I think that the attorney, or at some point, you're going to win that claim, or you're going to win that dispute. But you know, a dispute's a dispute, and you know, it sucks to get in them. But and I like um, that there's somebody in the chat that's says, got it's Jacob. Not an attorney state. So he's just talking about a title company state. Um, and so, and so you will win that claim, Jacob, if you have the unilateral cancellation clause in your document, but somebody is challenging it, you just have to ride through the challenge. Any advice on how to ride a challenge out? Challenge to your EMD basically is what we're talking about. So when, yeah, I mean, when, I would talk to the escrow administrator at the title company. And see if they and, can just make and, a decision. Yeah, absolutely. Because okay. they do have the autonomy at the local level to make a decision if they feel like it's black or white, right? Right. If it's gray, then sometimes they can't, but you should be able to tell them your story to give them your case. Right. And right. then they'll take that to legal and, and they'll decide what they feel, you know, makes the most sense. And if, if they can make a decision, they will. Yeah. He said they refuse to release it, which means that they're still there. It's still up for, conversation that means that it's not you haven't lost it but it's going to need to get to the state step the next step which is the the interpleader or the i would say that i think the interpleader means the um, mitigator has yeah not, yeah Sorry. and i wonder if um the title companies heard your side of the story i think that's important i think they have because i don't i know jacob and he would have absolutely said what his side is um but because the buyer's attorney got involved now now title is saying hold on we have attorney involved 
So now we've got to go through the process of mediation. I think, Jacob, that's probably what you're working with right now. Yeah, just be patient. An attorney got involved. Now they have to go through the mediation process. So be patient. I think that's the, the name. Be calm, be patient, and and let it play out. And because you've documented yourself correctly, you'll be all right. Philip Johnson, God dang it, asked, can I get a proof of funds? Uh, Philip, listen, I want to tell you a little story, okay? Oh, boy. <laughs> Unfortunately, I can no longer provide you a proof of funds at the time, at this moment right now. Um, I got into a dispute with Bigger Pockets over it. Um, apparently, Bigger Pockets isn't interested or doesn't support me financially backing this community. And so because of that, I've severed my relationship with them, and they've severed, severed their relationship with me, um, all because I was providing proof of funds for this community. And so at the moment right now, what I'm doing is putting in new methods into my world where I can better verify who's asking for a proof of funds. Um, and so we will be rolling that out later on in the next little while. But sadly, um, this is the reason why. And so, you know, it sucks. And um, I'm sorry that I can't help you at the moment right now, but how you can get a proof of funds is to contact a local hard money lender in your area and let them know what you're wanting, that you want to write an offer on a purchase and you're asking for uh, proof of funds to write that offer and they'll gladly give you one and they won't check your ID. So you said a word that um, I wanted to bring up as a quick title tip. You said verify. So one of the biggest things that we're seeing here in Maricopa County is deed fraud. And this is mostly for folks who do not have a loan on their property. This is for vacant land. This is for single family stuff. This is for condos. Um, and one of the best ways that you can prevent fraud um, while you're going into a transaction with anybody is to verify their identity before you get that far. Right. All right, guys, I have a, nothing but love for BP. I'm sorry. And I'm not trying to be salty about it. It's not salt. It's just, you know, I always thought they were they were for the little guy, and apparently they're not. It is what it is. Can Fidelity assist in a double closing here in Florida? Yes, they can. And uh, I think it was episode five. We had uh, Fidelity Florida on here, and they can absolutely help you. So Susan West is the president of Fidelity in Florida, and I'm sure she would be more than happy to help you. They have an entire investor services department and, and great folks over there. Awesome. I want to know what you Googled last. Let's have some fun because mm -hmm. we only got a few minutes left. Okay. Is there a fidelity title in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania? It has to be. Uh, I, I will look it up, but I think so. Yeah. I've definitely got somebody that you, uh, you can connect with on that front. Yeah, just email titletalk at fnf.com. So the last thing I Googled. Depends. That was the most attorney answer you've ever given, any, you've ever said. Some states don't do creative. I just found out recently Colorado doesn't do rap. So did oh, you know well. that? I didn't know Colorado yeah. didn't like rap. Yeah, they don't like to rap. Wiggity, wiggity, whack. Mm, they don't like to rap. <laughs> um, so the last, the last thing that I, um, gosh, the last thing I Googled was Maui fire. Oh, it's like breaking well, my heart. Well, like let's just send out prayers yeah. and good energy. And then before that, what I, what I Googled was what's a zaddy. What is a zaddy? I didn't know what one was, but somebody I don't know what it is one. either. Um, somebody called me a zaddy and I guess it's like a sexually attractive old man. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, who called you this is what I, I want to know. Somebody did, but I was like, so, you know, uh, anyhow. So I was just like, what is a zaddy? So I looked it up because I had no flipping clue what it was. And so I, now I know. Um, and what well, you can look it up right now. Yeah. Oh, charismatic. Yeah. Yeah. No, it has, it's not a sugar daddy, daddy. It was a zaddy. Okay. It's like a sugar with a different yeah S. i had no idea what one was i was completely like i was lost and i was like somebody said oh my god is a zaddy and i was like what's a zaddy so then i looked it up and i was like oh shit that's cool <laughs> it's kind of a compliment I'm, i I'm, mean yeah i was like i was like 
Damn. <laughs> Damn, Zaddy. <laughs> great. Good one, Jacob. Well, Good we one. always <laughs> learn something new on Title Talk. We always do. What's the last thing you Googled? Oh, goodness. Let's see. This is a... Gucci. I don't think it was Gucci. Okay, this is silly. I'm supposed to be a pop star for Halloween, and I don't really know which one I should be, so I was looking them up. Okay. So, female pop stars. We got Selena Gomez, Ariana Grande, Dua Lipa. Love her. Billie Eilish. Love her. What should I be, guys? I was kind of digging her. This Anne Marie chick. I don't know who she is, but I like her outfit. Um, nah. Taylor Swift. That. Taylor Swift is bomb. Yeah. Katy I think Perry. Eilish is the way. Go emo. Go emo Eilish. Emo Eilish. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Uh, Doja Cat. Zawati. She, she, yeah. I don't think Sawiti. I can pull that one off. Um, I don't know. I don't. I think. I think. I think. I need to be a pop star. You're too white for Doja. <laughs> you got to be Billie Eilish. Rita Ora. I don't know who she is either. I don't know who most of these people are. That's why I have to Google pop you stars. Can do this. You can do Billie. Oh, those nails look She's dope. fierce. She's so cool. I love her. Um, yeah, that was fun. Demi Lovato. Yes, that was the last thing. Demi's great. <laughs> Demi's great. Um, I'm uh, I'm grateful for all of you guys, and and thank you all for tuning in to uh, another incredible episode of Titles Doc. If you guys have um, a any any business that you want to learn about or do in Arizona. Again, what's the way to get a hold of Title Talk at FNF.com. Title Talk at FNF.com. That's if you are working in Arizona, have any deals in Arizona, we'd love to hear from you. We'd love to do business with you. So please um, give us a shot in AZ because that's where the business is. Also, um, we have some relationships across the country, but AZ is where it's at. Y'all want to, if you're doing a virtual market, you got to come to AZ. I'm, I'm, I mean it. I'll be your buyer. So come to AZ and do business there. And we've got our next meetup September 22nd here in Tempe. Yes. So you guys should come to that. If you need the info, you can look at either of our stories. We actually shared it today. Um, and I got, I want to throw something out to our group before we, before we wrap. Sure. I think you're doing a, where should Jamil move to temporarily? Not move to, but I'm going to go spend a week in a new market that I don't have a lot of connections in. Uh, and I'm going to, I'm going to work with a struggling wholesaler to help them get however many deals done we can get done in a week. And I'm going to take all of the money from those deals and we're going to split it 50, 50 between a charity and the human that I'm helping. So that's um, that's what I'm going to do. I'm still deciding what market to do that in. So if you guys have any um, suggestions. suggestions on where I should go, Fidelity will absolutely be involved in that decision because I want to make sure that Fidelity title is a part of that whole. That's going to be fun. It's going to be super Just fun. Running into a town and being like, what do I do? Well, do what you teach. All right. Get to it. And so that's what I'm going to do. Does it have to be somewhere you don't already have a franchise? I'm not going to listen. It, it, I'm not choosing a market based off of where I have network. Okay. Because I look, what I teach is, is you can create your network and it doesn't, doesn't take a long time to make really solid connections with people. So I'm going to be coming in and like really just starting from scratch. Like, okay, I don't know anybody here. All right. So going to do some agent outreach, going to do some, some, you know, on market deals with privy. I'm going to go and make some connections to buyers. I'm going to go find some connections to wholesalers and then connect the dots. And in a week, I'm going to see what I was able to accomplish. Do I get a deal done? Do I not get a deal done? What happens? Yeah, I'm sure you can document the whole thing so we can all hear the story. Okay. And, so, and we're going to see the struggle. We're going to see the win. We're going to see the losers. It's going to be all of it. And, and you know, the thing, the, the thing about it, what I'm really excited about doing that is, is that we're going to a bless a family who is, you know, needing help. Um, um, and then, but B I'm going to teach a skill to somebody, right? They say, teach a man to fish. Mm. And so I, I'm actually going to call this, um, uh, challenge, uh, teach someone to fish. So the fishy challenge, the fishy <laughs> challenge, the fishy challenge. I don't know. Challenge. That smells a little funny. Is it? You guys like the name? <laughs> I'm not sure about the name. I think we got to work on that a little bit. Okay, not pishy pishy. <laughs> We're not going to call it pishy fishy, fishy pishy. 
<laughs> so I got to ask a question about that. Yeah. What time of year is this going to be? Because, you know, I wouldn't recommend you move in Arizona in August necessarily. Is this weather a factor? Yeah, weather will be a factor. It may, I might, I might choose a cold ass place and do it in the winter. I don't know. Cause I want to make shit hard. Who knows? And who chooses the charity? Um, I haven't decided that yet. Okay, so you guys are hearing it first and live. So if you guys have a recommendation on who Jamil should go hang out with for a week, I honestly, what if, market? If, if if there's an opportunity, and then this happens soon enough, I'd probably donate it to Maui Relief. Yeah, um, it's deep on my heart right now. So I'm I would really love to be able to help the people that might be suffering or um, you know dealing with what's happening right now in Hawaii. It's super sad. So big prayers to everybody in, uh, in Maui right now. We, we love you guys. Well, we're at the end of the hour. <gasps> well, this was fun. Super fun. How come this time flies so quickly? I think cause we jam. Yeah. We have some fun guys. Thank you so much. If you got anything out of today's episode, do me a favor and like again, like, like, like subscribe. And also Dina, where can people find you on Instagram? Uh, Dina M Jones. D-E-N-A M Jones. Dina M Jones, yeah, guys. You can Make find sure me. you give her a follow on Instagram, and we'll see you back here in a couple of weeks.